0: Welcome to the Musician's Toolbox. I'm Andrew. And I'm Angela. And we are two farm cousins, born and raised in Idaho, and we are also classically trained musicians. And Angela, what is this podcast about? (laughs) Um,
1: The aim of this podcast we an aspiring musician, doesn't actually exist. At least, what it ended up. Being. That's
0: the aim of this podcast: is to give tools to be a more successful musician. Yes. Um. And in today's episode, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, we realized that we've done all these episodes. We've talking I'm going to be interviewing Angela and she's going to be interviewing me so that you know why or you know our background and you know who we are so there's kind of more con- of a connection there so we're kind of excited for this new episode
1: only kind of though
0: i kind of excited yeah it's very special as I say in all the other episodes
1: <laughs> well so first of all like Andrew said we are quote I'll quote him, farm cousins. (laughs) Um, We grew up like outside of city limits, Mm -hmm. driving tractors. Mm -hmm. Did you take pigs to the fair? Did you only do steers? I only did steers. Okay, so he took steers to the fair, Mm -hmm. which I would have loved to do, but I did not have a parent that was supportive of that. Uh Um, So I took pigs to the fair. I sold my cows when I moved to California, but I had cows all growing up drove the tractor that kind of thing so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i think that's kind of what inspired the whole toolbox idea Mm -hmm. because we're we're not your like typical run-of-the-mill musician and i think that most classical musicians are that way if you get to know them but Mm -hmm. anyway so andrew we want to know a little bit more about you Mm -hmm. um can you tell us some of your earliest memories with music
0: sure um It's funny, as I was thinking about this, um, the things that came to mind were things that people told me (laughs) of when I was younger and not things that I actually remember. Um, So I started playing the piano when I was six or seven around there with my grandma. And um, a large part of that encouragement was from our family. We have a really tight knit family um, and it was, kind of like an expectation that you would just do something in music as a grandkid um, because our grandma is kind of the the center of it all so I started then um, but I remember being told that when I was like two or three or whatever I think you were doing this the Schumann piano quintet quintet, um, I was just so I was like two or three just like in the rehearsal or whatever and I was just sitting there apparently that's what people tell me I don't know but I've just always loved listening to music. And there's also another experience where I remember my my aunt, who is Angela's mother, um, was having a masterclass in her house and I was just coming over for something, I don't know what, um, and someone was playing the Gershwin Rhapsody in blue. And apparently as a two-year-old, I was just sitting there for the whole piece, not making a sound. I don't know if that's true because I don't remember it. But anyways, those are some of my beginning memories of when I was younger.
1: I have to interject here yeah. because there's one that I remember being told. Uh-huh. I never witnessed it myself, uh-huh. but um, I know that your mother had to go over to grandma's house and get recordings of the Tabernacle Choir oh, uh-huh. because she was listening. If you've never heard the Tabernacle Choir, you um, they sing, they do broadcasts like every Sunday, Mm -hmm. but they also sing when um, the church has a conference. And Mm -hmm. so your mom was listening to the conference, which meant there'd be like a 15 minute talk and then there'd be a musical number. Mm -hmm. And so the choir would come on and you'd just like light up and then the speaker (laughs) would come on and you start screaming. And so she like comes over to grandma's house and she's like, please give me recordings of the Tabernacle Choir. (laughs) So that I can like keep Andrew happy. So
0: I've never heard that. I knew. I'm, really? Yeah.
1: That's a true story really? because everyone in the family knows it. Oh, so wow. yes,
0: um, I do remember going over for breakfast on Sunday. We would make breakfast with because it was just across the street. lived lived with lived near our grandparents, um, and we would watch um, the broadcast of the music that the Tabernacle Choir did, and we'd make breakfast. And I do remember, like, liking the Tabernacle Choir and always listening to it, but I've never heard that. So.
1: Well, I also have to interject here because Andrew said we were a tight-knit family, but yeah. that can mean a lot of things. Yes, yeah. And yeah. what we have to explain here is that our my mother and her his father are siblings, mm-hmm. and they're one of five. So mm-hmm. there's five kids in the family,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and four of them live within a square mile of one another.
0: <laughs> it's called the Coleman compound. And the only
1: thing in between... <laughs> are like fields cows.
0: and house. <laughs>
1: so like when I moved away from home for the first time, mm. I didn't really understand the whole idea of like building a social circle because mm. Sunday dinners were all together and mm-hmm. birthday parties were together. Yeah. And we had cousin night every Friday night. Like we hung out with our cousins because that's what we wanted to do. Uh-huh um oh there's no one
0: else <laughs>
1: or maybe we didn't know any we friends I don't know I, th- I think I'm a pretty sociable person Yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. um and I have lots of friends that are not family now but mm-hmm. I just know that was a huge adjustment for me so just to give you like a little bit more context because mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of tight-knit families but that kind of experience is uh, as I've lived other places mm-hmm. is pretty unique
0: mm-hmm.
1: um at least in American culture I would yeah. say
0: so that's that's an interesting observation. I don't know if I really, I mean, I noticed that we were all close to each other, but I never realized that it was different. Um, I think that's maybe because I'm younger
1: Mm -hmm. and I haven't,
0: I haven't moved away really, but you know, another thing to give you some more background. One of my favorite things about our family is that when we all get together, we literally have an orchestra and a choir, and that is just something that's so cool to me Um, and I I don't know I really like that and so
1: definitely so um, right now Mm -hmm. you are a student of music yes in college is Mm -hmm. that right Mm -hmm. Um, so why have you decided to study music why is that like the major you've chosen
0: Mm -hmm. that's a good question Um, it's I had this grand plan I'm a planner. Don't we all have plans? <laughs> um, when I was a freshman in high school, I was going to... I've My goal in life is always to find more practice time. <laughs> because I always got frustrated with having to do homework when I really enjoyed hmm. practicing. And so my grand plan was to do dual credit stuff in high school so that when I'm at college, then I could focus on music and I wouldn't have to do any of the generals. Um, and so I had this grand plan and I would do these classes on these semesters in the next four years and then I would go to this college and this college and blah 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 I have my doctorates in in 10 years blah 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 um but that's kind of changed recently Mm -hmm. um kind of discovering what I like about music because I really love music and how it's always been I mean I've worked a lot on it so it's something that comes naturally because I've put so much work to it but It's just so much fun to express something that's hard for me to express with words. And so I guess the reason why I am studying music is just because I enjoy it and I want to get better at it um, and just become a a competent performer. And um, so that's kind of how it's changed over the years. And I know in, um, in talking with you, Angela, that you're idea of what your education kind of changed Mm
1: -hmm.
0: quite a lot. Um, But we'll talk about that later when I interview you.
1: So um, what what has been some of your formative parts of your education, not necessarily just as Mm -hmm. a college student, but yeah. As you've, because right now it seems like you focus a lot on piano, mm-hmm. but I know at one point you were all about organ. Yeah. So, and I know they're very similar, but um, mm-hmm. I think they've, because of that change, there's been like different things that have influenced that. Mm-hmm. So, what have been some of those? Like, you mentioned your grandmother, mm-hmm. our grandmother, mm-hmm. um, but are there any other things that were very formative to you?
0: Mm-hmm that have brought you to this point. Yeah. Um, just a quick side note. Angela mentioned that I played the organ. So I studied, I started. Oh,
1: played now? You don't play the organ Well, anymore? I still play okay. the organ. Right. I just
0: don't study. I don't have Got weekly it. lessons and stuff like that. So I started piano when I was like six or seven, like I said. And then I actually did violin for a year with my aunt. Um, and that was when I was 10. And then I did organ at when I was 12. And I did that for about four years.
1: I have your old theory book here. Oh, you do? I feel like the one that aunt Diane made. Yeah. I feel like we should put it on the screen for people that that are watching. Yeah. Because
0: For those listening, we do have a YouTube channel, just a little uh, shameless plug that you can follow. Oh yes. yes, So this was made by our aunt. um, Who's
1: She's the only one who does not live on the compound. Yes,
0: she lives in Utah.
1: She does, but she did live here for a while. Yes, she did. She was my viola teacher when she lived here.
0: So anyways, I started, I've played some different instruments, but I've always stuck with piano. And so some formative experiences. When you first sent the questions to me, I was thinking recent um, Mm. experiences. Um,
1: Well, you can start with those.
0: Yeah. So I guess probably one of, the people that's on the top of my mind right now is my aunt my aunt sue that's it's her mom and she's she's my piano teacher and I started studying with her five years ago and she's really helped me progress really fast I have a strong I've gotten a strong foundation on all of the you know like a lot of the uh, not basics as in like it's basic, but just like some of the fundamentals of piano playing like technique and rhythm and musicality and things like that, just kind of being really, um, really laser focused on getting everything not perfect, but like working on it and being intentional about it. And so she is someone who's been really influential in my life. Um, And also another thing um, was actually my oral skills class at college. It's really helped me. It's amazing. I listened to myself before that and after that. And before I noticed like all of the rhythmic things, I didn't really understand rhythm before that. Mm -hmm. And so that's made a huge difference on my playing. Um, But I guess things, I'm trying to think of some formative things before. I guess I've I've just noticed how all of my previous teachers and my family have just kind of instilled a love for music and have helped me get to where I am and all of the amazing support from my grandma who started me and even to now with uh, my aunt Sue. So those I think are some of my at least some of the ones that I can think about right now.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So so Um. What do you find most exciting about being a musician?
0: Most exciting? Um, Well, kind of what started this podcast was um, that I really love talking to people. Hmm. Especially, I mean, I love talking to all people, but I've also enjoyed talking to the different musicians that I've met over the years. at music camps like the guests that they bring in mm. and things like that. So it's really exciting for me to make connections, make connections with all the music majors. I mean we're really close. Um and I mean we go to each other's houses, we play games, we're always with each other. Um so as a musician I kind of thrive on that connection with the people around me. Um and a second thing I love becoming i love working towards something and learning and becoming better um and that's something that kind of gives me um that something that makes me excited is just like trying something new and working on it and making progress and then ultimately sharing it with others Hmm. it's really interesting to talk to people after concerts especially ones that you don't feel so good about it's amazing. Some of the people that come after her and say, wow, that really changed my day or whatever. I think that's something that's super powerful about music. Um, And lastly, just expressing things that I'm feeling um, with, with music rather than words, just kind of, it just kind of heals me and I don't know, helps me get throughout my, my day.
1: So I'm going to follow that up with, what's most frustrating
0: most frustrating um I would say what's what I've come to realize recently is just what's um the negative attitude in the class classical music world Mm -hmm. what um and you know at school sometimes I hear people saying like oh this person they shouldn't be a music major because they're not they're not good enough or whatever, or uh, to be a music major, you have to be, I mean, you have to be this level or whatever, or um, I think music should be for everyone. If someone wants it, then hmm. I think that's something that they should work towards. And I think that's something that I've been trying to accept everyone around me and not kind of pushing away the people that that aren't good enough or whatever. Um, and also, like the more, the higher level of the industry of, of like the, the huge performers and stuff. Um, I think um, kind of pushing people away, like, oh, we're the, the snobby people or whatever that you have to dress up to the concerts or whatever, and that are super particular about things kind of pushes people away. And I think if anything destroys the music world that's going to be pushing people away and instead of trying to show people the importance of music and what's so much fun about it and kind of showing that so so just like the classical music um environment there's something there's some people that are really that are really great like I'm thinking of Del Parkinson right now whenever he's with I've had so many the
1: professor of piano at Boise State yeah, University by the way that.
0: and we actually did an interview with him I think he was one of the first ones so you can go check out that interview after this one but he I've done so many things with him and he's always super positive and encouraging and it's really refreshing in in an industry that kind of discourages or doesn't I don't know if it discourages that but isn't intentional about being inclusive
1: well, so I'm going to push back here a little bit okay. and pick your brains some more sure. because, um, for example, I know people who thought they wanted to be pre-med majors and then they took Chem 101 mm-hmm. and they could not for the life of themselves yeah. pass that course. Yeah, And so they changed their major yeah. to marketing or mm-hmm. business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so while I agree there should be a space for every person to enjoy and participate in music, yeah being a music major suggests that you want to pursue a career in music. And is there no, I mean, aren't you doing people a disservice if they can't pass the equivalent of Chem 101 in music in setting them up for a career? Just a question.
0: Yes, I would agree with that. I think the school environment is a little. I may have not been super clear about the school environment, the music major school environment, but. I don't know pushing away people from like i guess it's because
1: there's a difference between studying yes. music for enjoyment yes. yeah. and studying music as an apprentice yeah and a music major to me would connotate apprenticeship
0: yeah i would agree with that um i mean a lot of colleges the theory one classes the weed weeding out the people that aren't good enough or whatever Mm -hmm. which I mean there is there is reason for that um and I think it depends on the place too Mm -hmm. um I just felt like there was there's been some people that I've been around who have just kind of oh if you can't do if you can't do this basic music theory then you can't be a musician and that's what I kind of don't like I think I guess well, I just
1: being a musician and being a career musician are two different. Yes. Things. Yes. So you're just mean, can play people need an instrument a, and yeah, enjoy yes, one another.
0: Yeah. I think we need to separate that a little bit better. Cool. So I, I would agree with a lot of what you said there, <laughs> that, that you need to,
1: I just know for me, if I didn't have what it took to be successful in a career, I would hope that someone would tell you understand yeah, that. Yeah or help me understand what I needed to do mm-hmm. to get to that place yeah. and not just have this big wide open arms. There's a place for you here Yeah. when
0: mm. really
1: you're, you're not going to be able to find a job in this mm. industry. Yeah. Right.
0: That's a really good point. So, yeah.
1: you know, cause you can go through four years of education and then go take a bunch of job interviews mm-hmm. and realize, well, shoot, nobody was honest with me. Yeah. Or then you, you can have money. your heart broken a little bit yeah. and still go and participate in music and enjoy it, mm-hmm. but find something else that pays the bills. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, what are your goals slash aspirations mm-hmm. regarding music in your life?
0: Um, when I was thinking about that, um, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind is I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> um, that's something that... I'm kind of in a transitional period about what I want to do because I had that Which grand Fair
1: pl- when you're how old?
0: Nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think
1: every nineteen-year-old is in a transitional period of yes, their life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> but that transition from my grand scheme to finding how music is going to be a part of my life is—I'm not quite sure how it's going to play out. I really enjoyed doing this podcast and talking to people I really enjoyed that aspect of it Um, and I really enjoy becoming better as I said Um, but as far as I guess I don't know if I'm going to be a private teacher or a college university professor or a world performer like Long Long or Yuja Long or anyone else but I guess music Will always be something that I do. Um, I'm not going to give it up, even though it's not going to be my career.
1: So you're um, saying it isn't going to be your career?
0: I don't. Or you're know. not committing
1: yourself yet.
0: I don't know what. Got it. My career is going to look like.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: I'm search. I'm career searching.
1: And you don't have any particular aspirations regarding music.
0: Um. I. I guess. There's lots of things I like about music. I'm just not sure how it will become a job, how I'm going to make a living off of it. Like, I really enjoy doing collaborative piano stuff, like piano quintets and stuff like that, or string with strings and things like that, because it's kind of that social connection. And I enjoy doing like podcasts and social things like that. You
1: know there are degrees in collaborative piano, right?
0: Yes. Okay. I have recently, Good. I've been, as I've been searching for things, I've been.
1: I didn't even know that existed. And then I went really? and did my graduate work mm-hmm. and they had a program in the department for that. And I was like, oh.
0: Well, I, I think it's something know. that's pretty, well, relatively new. I mean, it's, it's not the most popular thing because it's not for that's everyone. That's why I was surprised yeah. to see a
1: whole, there was a teacher that that's what they did. They're, they didn't, yeah. you didn't study solo music, you study yeah. collaborative Huh. This
0: mm-hmm. what a great interview thank you so much for listening and watching and we truly hope that you have found some tools to put in your toolbox
1: our podcast as a reminder can be found on various platforms as well as on youtube
0: once again, feel free to send us a DM or voice message with anything that you'd like to see in the future.
1: Um, we often post announcements and upcoming guests on our social media, so if that's interesting to you, you should go and give us a follow.
0: Yeah, we would love some follows. And lastly, while we do love doing this for free, podcasting is not free. So if you really like what we're doing and have uh, gained some value from our show, there are a few ways that you can support us
1: you could share with your friends,
0: you could rate and review.
1: And subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: You could also shop our merch, uh, which you might have seen in our YouTube videos, or become a supporter through a donation at the Anchor Podcast link in the show notes below. Thanks for watching. See you later.